Scooby gang, Scooby gang. Welcome to New Week, everyone. We're so glad to be here today. And uh, I'm TJ, and we have Mr. Lee, and we have Mr. Mo. Yes, boys and girls, welcome back. New Week, same people. We would like to introduce Mo. It's an absolute honor and pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me, guys. The pleasure is ours. So I suppose we'll just kick it off. Who is Mo for anybody out there that's listening? Yeah, yeah. So uh, first of all, I love what you guys are doing here. So my name is Mo Al-Hakim. Al-Hakim translates in Arabic means wise. That's what people know me for nowadays because I write a lot. So I love to write. I'm a writer. I'm an educator. And yeah, I've been living in Bali for almost two years. I moved here when the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. just by pure coincidence, I ended up here. And my freelance and social media and everything, they started uh, taking off, you know, because in Bali, you can really get creative, yeah. especially with the pandemic. Yeah, You can just get into the zone, state of flow. So what I've been doing lately, I mean, I grew up in Dubai and that's where I lived. I studied, stayed there almost my whole life. And lately, yeah, I wrote a book. Uh, in Bali, I've done a lot of things. Wrote a book. I started a community where I teach coaches about the art of creative entrepreneurship. So that's my thing. Mainly, I'm, I teach creatives just how to make living doing what they love to do. Nice. Mostly to the Arabic community. So everything I do is in Arabic, and that's my, my audience there. Do you feel if you had to maybe not make the move to Bali, do you feel and you stayed in Dubai with the potential for, say, your growth and your new venture we'll say would happen or do you feel like bali definitely had an influence maybe the mindset of people in bali and the way it's so open and relaxed yeah 100 percent. no i would be in a whole different world if i didn't move here because when i moved here that's when i started freelancing that's when I became a full-time freelancer. Before that, I was in the corporate world, man. I was a project manager. I was a procurement consultant. I was wearing a suit and everything. I was working with the government. I was in a whole different uh, atmosphere. Nice. No, I, I, you said something when you introduced yourself, like uh, Bali made you create all this, right? So why do you think that? Like, is it like is there something special about Bali? Or? See, here's the thing. I feel that for you to get creative you need to put constraints on yourself. And uh, that's actually something Malcolm Gladwell taught me, if you know him, the guy who wrote uh, Blink, Outliers. Anyway, he said, if you put constraints on yourself, so if I come in today and tell you, hey, do your 40 hours uh, worth of work in two hours. The only way for you to do it, that's a huge constraint. The only way for you to do it is to get creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't do it the same way you always done it. You have to get creative. You have to find new things. And that's what I did. So when I got to Bali, now I'm asking, I'm away from everybody I know. Word of mouth advertising might not work on the long term. Mm -hmm. I'm away from my circle. So what can I do? And that's where content creation hit me. That's when I started writing. And I ended up feeling like, hey, I can be anywhere in the world. As long as I'm putting value out there, I will be fine. Yeah. 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 So you said like, uh, so the point of it is, is just, it doesn't matter where you are in the whole world. You, as, as long as you're putting your work, you can able to make it successful, right? But I, I think Bali, uh, for me is, I think Bali really helps because staying here, people are open-minded. They're very helpful. Like if you meet like uh, our George studio uh, owner, he's willing to help you. If you're, you, you're putting in the work and you're trying to create content, but sometimes what happens is there is no, you don't know the knowledge of how to promote the content you have. 
So like in Bali, it actually helps like most of the people are trying to create content here. Yeah, 100%, man. One simple thing. Here people wake up early. Yeah. I mean early. 5 a.m. Almost everyone, right? Because <laughs> uh, people... Uh, what time uh, you wake up? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been waking up 7, but... Still I'm, I'm talking us. about last year when, when I was really working. Yeah. Because there's a surfing culture here, people wake up early. Yeah. 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 So I picked that up. I started waking up early. When you wake up early, it's really easy for you to get creative. No distractions. Yeah. Especially that my clients at the time for my products, they're all in the Middle East. So they're like 2, 3 a.m. there. So I'm just here and I'm getting ideas and I'm writing so then you would have your ideas to drop as soon as the people are waking up out of, out of bed. Is that the idea behind it? Or you just feel like that was the culture in Bali to, to get up earlier and it made you that little bit more creative? Yeah, so just waking up early helps you to get uh, productive. So meaning that because uh, I consult and I have my projects, I make websites and brand strategy and stuff like that. So by the time uh, my clients and my audience wake up, I'm already i already wrote my content recorded my youtube or whatever so that's done whatever i need to really focus on doing that's done my meetings are in the afternoon yeah and that's a big difference yeah so you can catch the people as soon as they wake up maybe the first thing they see is is your content yeah and have the first three hours uh, after you wake up just for you to do creative work for you to really get into the flow meetings and all replying to emails you can do that you should really do that at the end of your day could you tell us about like uh, your freelancing work and uh, what do you do as a content creator and educator yeah definitely so let me share with you the story of how oh, i, I transitioned yes. okay. uh, into this yeah yeah so one thing maybe you should keep in mind that i've always been told that i'm an introvert Okay. Mm -hmm. And I say that I've been told I didn't. And when you get told that you're an introvert, you live as an introvert. Yes. Yeah. And that's one thing I want to put out there. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to circle back to this point. <laughs> but in early 2020, right before the pandemic hit, uh, I left my job and I was supposed to move to Canada for another job. Pandemic hit, no more flying. That whole thing is canceled. Yeah. Uh, coincidentally, I'm in Bali. And maybe few months before that or perhaps a year before that i had this friend who's doing teaching digital marketing and social media like think of him as the arab gary v <laughs> kind of content okay yeah. yeah so that guy comes to me sometime in 2019 and he asked me to help him make a website he was just starting so he couldn't afford to pay me for that site but what I ended up uh, suggesting, I told him, listen, I'll, I'll make your website. Don't pay me. But one day I'm going to ask you for a shout out on your IG. And he had like 10K followers at the time. And he said, yeah, sure. So I did that. And then when the pandemic hit, that's when I came back to him. I said, listen, now I'm turning to full time freelance. Maybe you should do my uh, shout out now. Just post me up and... You just tell people that if they need a website, I can make websites, yeah? Mm -hmm. But I waited one year, right? At that time, from when he, he had 10K, mm -hmm. when I asked him to do it, now he, have around, he had around 200,000 followers, right? So he's like, sure, no problem, let's do it. He posts me up on the stories, like, this is more, he makes website and whatnot. Uh, 
And then what happened, I only had my Instagram personal page. I had no existing social media. I never wrote before and I never put out any content before. All those people started uh, following me on my personal page. So I was like, fine, I need to make a business page now, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that was a challenge because I'm an introvert. Okay. So now what do I do with my business page? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I can't hold a phone and record a story. I'll be so awkward talking to the camera. Yeah. I can't make reels, whatever, nothing. But now I have like, like 500 followers who just follow me overnight expecting something. And my friend is pressuring me, he's telling me, put out some content, talk about websites, man. <laughs> and then I remembered what my teacher taught me at a very young age. He told me, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, right? So then I look back at this Instagram, I was like, I don't need to put videos and I don't need to say anything, but I can write and I can design. I can do those two things. So I started posting carousels, if you've seen them, yep. those yeah, educational yeah, 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 ones, yeah, yeah. and those took off. Yeah. 200,000. And that's wow. how my Instagram uh, grew just because I, again, I used my constraints, limitations yep. to create something. Obviously, obviously, consistency would have to be a massive part of, um, of say, growing your Instagram uh, followings and stuff like that. Would you agree? 100%. I would ask everybody who started any kind of business or content creation business. Yep. The same question, what made you continue, even though when you first start, you are posting stuff, but you're not getting any good feedback. You're not getting likes, shares, uh, subscriptions. So you're doing stuff without return. And yeah, it really comes uh, back to the person's passion, mission, purpose. If you really believe in what you're, what you're trying to put out there. If you're passionate about what you do, I feel like, I don't know, then the consistency kind of comes with the passion almost yeah yeah you really have to ask yourself what is the one thing that i would do even if i i don't get anything back from it no money no just no attributions nothing yeah so when you made that leap of faith from say the corporate life to full-time freelance was there any sort of a uh, nerves or were you concerned in any way or did you kind of just go with it? Like, if it doesn't work, I can still return back to my corporate life and I have that almost like as a safety net? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the thing. When you transition, it shouldn't be overnight, right? So I was already part-time freelancing when I, was, uh, when I had the full-time job. Okay. And I had a good client base. That's what I tell people. Take your time. Just do, like, uh, do it part-time for maybe a year. Get your portfolio in order and all that. So I was working weekends, uh, at night. And yeah, that one year or few months where I did it part-time, which really allowed me to smoothly transition to full-time. I had no problem. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, what are we, we, we're trying to do right now. It's like we have, we're only doing this for fun at this point. If it becomes something, it becomes something. If it doesn't, we're still going to do whatever we like, like you did back then. You, you took out what is best qualities of you writing and uh, making something out of it, right? Uh, but you, you told that you're introvert, but still you're able to figure out what you need to do uh, to get it out there. So I think we are... We are trying to do the same. G could you like uh, give us any kind of uh, inputs or uh, like you're you're mostly like a, a 
educated about like uh, how to be an entrepreneur or whatever you're trying to do right now uh, you are able to help those people yeah um see what i would first ask what's your end objective yeah. of this uh, whatever you're doing say say the podcast now it would be pretty much to tell people that it's okay to to travel give it a go i mean you really don't want to finish this life with with regrets saying oh, i should have done this and i should have done that like i mean what we've done in some people's eyes is is a little bit crazy like <laughs> we quit two full-time jobs that was with good pay i mean you could set up a decent life with it and it just for me personally i wasn't happy in it i didn't take that much happiness when i was going to work although i still done my work i kind of felt like i left my happiness at the gate i said you know what i'm going to go to bali and if it doesn't work out i can come back to this but i won't in later life have that regret where i'm like do you know what in 2022 i was thinking of going to bali and i didn't do it because society sort of told you you should have a house and you should be on your way to marriage and kids and all the rest of it so that's to let people know that that's okay and also the other side of it that we've gone through our own personal struggles and to let people know that maybe you know everybody's got stuff you will find a way to deal with it and just keep moving be consistent and better days will come for you so if somebody can take a smile out of Scooby Gang podcast <laughs> i mean for me that's that's yeah, enough i think that's the end goal for us uh, to able to make people smile if they can and uh, um if they are struggling through something if we can help it's it'll be nice but uh, how how was the growth for you like when you when you started to see like so many followers coming to your account and uh, expecting you to do something how was your mindset then like uh, oh i need to put a lot of content like what what were you dealing with back then yeah so here's the thing i remember at some point getting a lot of following uh was a bad thing for me okay it was a bad thing so you didn't me. like it at first i look at it every time i would look at it i didn't like it that's a lot of responsibility yeah now everything i say could be interpreted in so many ways and i have a uh, younger audience who look up to me and all that so i remember it took almost 2 weeks i didn't post anything okay and i was just looking at it looking at what i've done and i remember this was my success i received one message and that message was my success i don't think my success was in numbers at all i don't think numbers are even success because if you look at numbers as success you would always need more numbers and then you'll never be happy but i received one message which i remember uh very clearly till today one guy messaged me saying that hey i've been following your content we have a small home uh, project you know uh as a family and we live they, they lived in a country that was affected by war and he was telling me that we actually listened to you and we followed your tips when it comes to marketing and we made good profit and then last sentence he had there he said my mom actually prays for you at night like every night for what you've done for us oh, that's, that's beautiful. beautiful that changed everything how did that make you feel reading that message i got back to writing i went all in i i had projects those are now less priorities yeah, yeah. my priority is that guy who who's in a country who's affected by war who's now waiting for me to post more that's my priority yeah, that's uh, that's it's one of the best things we ever heard that's like, success I mean, uh, you that know that that's if we can do the same uh, we'll be so happy that i mean I, to read that to know that you've had such an influence on maybe somebody that you didn't necessarily know had followed you 
to get that sort of like response even listening to that whatever you said right now my heart like like i can't explain the how no. i'm feeling right now but exactly i mean i can't really imagine how you felt reading yeah. that yeah i didn't know it back then i was just doing it because it was routine for me and i didn't care i would just do it if i felt like it but no then he gave me a purpose that's really really nice yeah you do hear a lot of people say in the youtube community and stuff like that that they will say they could get 99 decent comments or praise and comments but they'll always seem to focus on one negative negative comment have you found that in your say path on the influencer side of it yeah uh people do get demotivated over one negative comment but listen if you don't have negative comments it really means you don't have a brand it really means that there's a book called primal branding and one of brands uh maybe seven building blocks is what they call anti believers think about it if you don't have negative comments it means you didn't form any new opinions you're just saying stuff that's already there but if you really are a thought leader it means you think for yourself you try to research you try to come up with something new you're not just accepting status quo and just repeating what everybody's saying you you should have uh, haters not mm. just negative comments you should have haters if it's just some person on in the comment section you don't know their intention maybe just they just messing around but sometimes negative comments can be a really good thing and let me share with you small incident happened to me uh, i was applying to to a, for a job as soon as i graduated yeah yeah and uh, this fancy company they have like the top stories uh, offices in a nice tower really nice office uh, gaming rooms you name it and they only took the smart really smart students so out of my university people who actually internshiped and worked there they're like the brightest kids so i applied i they sent me a test i did it i i passed i got excited they're like okay now you move to the second uh you know again another test i passed third test i passed again a fourth i passed this took almost 2 to 3 weeks and then they're like okay now you're qualified to actually come and we're going to interview you i go <laughs> there at this point i'm just picturing my life working there okay you mm-hmm. did four tests yeah i did four tests and i passed yeah. and they're like this is the final interview i go there and i did the interview i didn't do very well so after the interview the guy told me immediately he's like uh you didn't make it and this is not a good fit for you i was like really sad like uh, for a second i just stood there and he even looked at me he's like are you okay and i was just standing there with all my dreams shattered but then today i realized that that person was the nicest person to me he was basically telling me your talent is not here go find it but at the time it felt like the worst thing in the world but i'd say when you zoom out now and look back at it has it maybe put you on the path that you're now on exactly 100% 100% so yeah uh really just depends on how you look at things yeah i mean if you think everything is wrong then you're going in a wrong path then I, I, for us even they like if you haven't decided to come to bali this would have never happened to us mm-hmm. so whatever is happening right now is because of the choices you made because of the directions you went in and 
like it didn't work out for you so you had to choose another path for yourself sometimes you become very grateful of said struggles and at the time when you're in them you see like this is the worst thing that has ever happened to me in my life whereas now like i look back on some of my own personal ones and i like like even doubt zoom out a little bit and then it's like okay going through that has completely changed me as a person made me grow myself and like completely improve myself and my own inner happiness so now i look back and i'm really grateful for them yeah um discomfort creates growth and that's what they teach in entrepreneurship and they teach you that all reward come from risk so yeah. if you're just sitting there not doing anything new you're probably not growing and not financially not personally and yeah as you said uh, the more hits you take the more hits you get from life really when you become anti-fragile because you're always going to get hit oh yeah but for sure how strong you're going to become yeah. if you get back up again and go again and grow that little bit and be a little bit more resilient your rock bottom nearly becomes it might have been here and then it becomes here and then you rebuild that little bit stronger it's now you're 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 in this zone you, now you know what you're trying to do how you feel like you're now are you in a comfortable comfortable zone right now or is like you're still on your feet and like trying to figure it out yeah man honestly i, I think i'm still working on my positioning basically what i want to really specialize in and that's the journey it's a journey Because, you know everybody have a, like the creative in you like let me tell you this uh, creativity is the ability to see to see new answers to problems it's not the ability to read or write just to find new solutions for problems so the creative within every one of us is always looking for new things to tackle right that's why we jump from one thing to another but uh, in business and yeah in business you really have to specialize in one thing uh, so that's what i'm trying to do more and more i really want to specialize in one thing and just go deep in it to the point that i am really a thought leader and i'm coming up with new ideas new opinions so completely find your niche yeah. and then just solely focus on that yeah have you do you feel like you're close to finding that or you have already found that uh it's now more narrow okay but still i want to go deeper so i'm always honing in Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, let me ask you this may be more personal like so do you ever think like I know people get comfortable in things right so I, if you get comfortable and you like to get out of that comfortable comfortable zone and do it like let's say you find your niche right then what happens right what, what do you think you look like at the life at that point see um picking a niche is almost like you standing there there are a lot of doors and then some business coach will come tell you you need to open up one door go inside and never look back that's why it's a challenge because you think that behind the door is just an empty room but in reality after you pick that niche as you said and you open the door you're going to find a whole world there it's like narnia there's a door after door and you keep going deep and you're going to find out that's actually the best thing that you've done because now you are really trying to solve new problems so that's going to keep you busy for the rest of your life yeah I, I, so sometimes i do end up struggling with like being comfortable at one place like let's say 
at the end, down down the road in 10 years like uh, we we probably whatever i pick as a niche for my life and go down that road and then like oh, now what i'm going to do like if i can't find anything then i'll get lucky now at, at 40 i need to find something else you know so that tends to me like keep in like deep thoughts sometimes you know so i mean like i mean and generally want to pick your head because i mean you mostly teach about all these things and uh, how to deal with right so i mean i just want to see how you think about it like see that's the thing you you would not get bored if you keep on challenging yourself right yeah so as soon as you feel that now i'm bored it means you're getting comfortable it means that you have to find something new not somewhere else you don't want to go back but you want to keep moving forward right So very simple example. I I was making websites when I started freelance. Just websites. My criteria is you have money, I'll make you a website. Yeah. Anything. And then when I got more into it, I found that I had passion for education. I like to teach. So I started making websites for other educators. As soon as I made that positioning decision, that opened up so many things that i could specialize in now i'm asking questions like how would you name a course how would you sell a course maybe a book maybe a podcast that's all could be under education right so man now i have a long list of challenges which i need to look into how would you price the course all that just cuz i figured that i want to help educators that's just the business side of things I'm helping educators. I really need to help the person. How do I help them their mindset, productivity, time management, all that? So man, I don't think I'll ever run out of problems to solve. Yeah. So that means like uh pick a niche but keep it as an open-ended one so that you can add things to it. Yeah, so to. yeah, that's one way to look at it cuz you can you can position, you can specialize with the audience. So I help educators digital market so that's one kind of specialization or you can even specialize uh, with the technology or the industry right so you you used to develop your programmer and then you were specialized in middleware then right yeah i mean you're the you're the you're the it guy no i mean he was actually um i used to be a middleware developer then what happened is that i got bored of it see i found my niche when i started working it developer right so then i'm like okay i at the last few years i'm like this is not for me this, i'm not this guy at all so for me it's the what thing is like i mean you can have the mindset today to, in one year your mindset will be totally different I, that that's what i think because when i started my career all i thought about is how to make money Yeah. so that was my mindset um last couple of years is that i need to g- gain more knowledge for myself and whatever knowledge i can share with other people is i would be happy so in 10 years let's say if i get married i have kids my mindset will be totally different like let's say i am i'm doing the podcast then probably it's not successful i'm still doing it then what will i think about is like how to make my kids happy how to feed them right so you have to make decisions where it will affect the whole family or yourself in in a way so that that's where i think like sometimes you do i mean you end up picking a niche and then then uh, like let's say restaurant for example right you start a business as a restaurant most of the restaurants are 98% break even in 10 years 
so it unless until it's in a good place or i mean if it has popularity they still go down like if you see downtowns there like nowadays some of the downtowns are old downtowns they call it um um so that's what i'm saying like it only has certain kind of time period to it as long as you're adding things to it or trying to make it more better than what you have already um other than that i think if you pick up the same path and you go on the straight line it, it will eventually end at some point i think let me ask you this you said you used to you're a programmer let's call it a programmer for simplicity sake yeah for my sake yeah <laughs> you were a programmer and you were doing it for a long time and then you got fed up got bored yeah. right doing the same thing every day i don't say it's i got bored i i thought like in my head this is not me like as a person as that's not me i'm i'm a guy who like to learn things i like to be out there interact with people and not to program sit in front of a computer and work on something which doesn't give me any purpose lovely what if you had the opportunity to become this programming thing consultant and you would travel around advising companies on how to do this one thing that you were really good at i still don't think that's me if you wouldn't in- i mean if you if i have tried and maybe did it probably i don't know because i haven't tried it and now i'm sitting here thinking like whatever mindset i have i'm thinking that may be not me cuz yeah it's see sometimes uh, the whole thing about passion like one uh professor once said that you know what we are all passionate about success so sometimes the idea of this i don't like this will give it some time for it to be for you to become really successful at it and then see if you like it or not because if it's making you a lot of money chances are you will like it at some point but yeah I, i agree in some cases even if you really successful at it you just don't like it and yeah then maybe probably you should find something else would you say that's because you become bored does it come back to that you've been bored you've just lost that passion for it because i mean if you got involved in it in the first place like take your software development like at some point you obviously enjoyed it like when you're going week to week to week you've done a year of it I, i'll tell you what i enjoyed money <laughs> well there you go yeah, yeah. money was the drive yeah. so yeah. then it's nothing between like oh, i'm able to code something today or i'm able to build an app it didn't give me any happiness so then maybe you lost your passion for just solely making money yeah so say, yeah. the passion is gone and now here you are sitting in brower recording a video podcast <laughs> yeah. losing money huh? <laughs> hey but it's an experience at the end of the day we get to know mo if we yeah. didn't do this yeah. we would not know mo i would not know you and yeah, 100% yeah yeah when it comes to what you're doing in life you really have to look at two things in out and out in so in out is what do i like to do outside in is what's in demand and what the world wants me to do and at that intersection is your passion so How would you compare Bali as you had said you came here during the pandemic to Bali right now? Good and bad, pros and cons. A lot less traffic I bet during the oh, pandemic. Oh man, less traffic. <laughs> you would n- never need it to book anything in advance. Go to any restaurant, you'll find space. But most of the restaurants were closed. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, pros and cons. Uh now Yeah, I like it now. I'm not sure if I liked it last year better, but now like you go to the beach, it's full of people. So you can't think that full of people is a bad thing, crowded. Mm-hmm. But then you see everybody's having fun, the energy is like really nice. I like it now, man. 
I like it. So what sort of hobbies would you have, say, uh, apart from the beach? Like Here, a lot of things. Football, basketball. Not a lot of things, just two things. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you're an introvert, right? So how, what do you think now? Yeah, man. So what is introvert? I'm, I'm asking you, what do you think? What's introvert? My idea of an introvert is somebody that pretty much stays inside, sort of keeps themselves to themselves, not a very outgoing person. But I do sit here and question if you are an introvert at all. If I mean, you're doing a video podcast and you're very open about yourself. But... What is introvert? Yeah. So you're saying it's a person that just staying in and don't want to be around other people, right? Kind of, yeah. Very sort of private person, a little bit maybe closed off in a sense and just more quiet than... I think uh, there is a definition. There is, I mean, in in the books, there is proper definition about it. But in a way, I think it's op- opinion one person to another person. Like in general, if, if we... I, I go out every day, right? Yeah. So in general, I go out and I sit there and sometimes I don't talk. I just, in my thoughts, I'm listening to myself or looking at people, observing. Some people think that can be introvert too because you're out there. But people think extrovert is like always talking or out there and never ending. But I don't know what's your opinion about introvert. Man, I'm really trying to understand what is introvert exactly because we see it, like, as you said, somebody is not talking much. Fine. Somebody is home almost all the time, not around other people but those same people that same person who's not talking so much outside if you take the same person you put them in the environment and the crowd that they like maybe this guy's a programmer put him around other programmers they're really socializing the guy who's at home he's talking to a lot of people on discord whatever video games yeah so maybe they just have different interests than the rest of us, that's why when you take this person out, you put him in a place that he's, he doesn't know much about or doesn't like it, whatever. Yeah. Not usually in that uh, zone or that place, they just don't know what to talk about. Maybe it's better to not to call the person introvert, uh, the opposite person introvert. Call yourself, You're, you don't have any connection with the other person who is sitting across to you. Yeah, I mean, I think it probably is. That's a very valid point, a fair point. And I think it's society that has maybe sort of um, Put let us perceive that, yeah. okay, he's an introvert because he sits at home and he talks to people on the computer. I mean, it's a society I never really thought of that, okay, he's an introvert maybe in society's eyes, but he's an extrovert in the gaming community or he's an extrovert in the, I don't know, chess playing community, whatever yeah. it may be. Like. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, I don't know, because... Yeah, uh, I was told that I'm an introvert. I was maybe 10 years old. And I remember this. The teacher, my teacher, he was telling my mom that your son is really smart and all, but he's shy and he's an introvert. Now, I didn't know what that word meant, right? But growing up repeatedly, I've heard people saying that I'm shy, that I don't talk much. I'm an introvert. That's why I was like, fine, I'm going to be writing more. But what I found that if you just practice, you can do anything. Yeah, yeah. I have no problem talking to 100 cameras. It's just I put the time and I practiced. And almost everybody I know in the social media world, I have friends who have like 10 millions of subscribers. They all started the same way. Put up a camera, talk to it every night. Don't post anything. Just talk to the camera. Just practice. And I yeah. remember my friend like... Two years ago, he just bought a camera, talking to it every night. Uh, he would go home early, just talk to the camera. And then he started social media. Now he have like a million followers on TikTok. Wow. 
That's maybe we need to go and buy a camera, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> we have phones, man. <laughs> I use my phone. I never bought a camera. So it's just to build your confidence in yourself. Just practice. See, anything is just practice, right? So if you're if you're comfortable with something, try to do something new and try it a few times. If it doesn't work out, then just leave it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you know, there's a learning curve yeah. to anything. Yeah. Some stuff have a steeper learning curve. But if you stay persistent go through it you'll be fine you you will be good at it with the with the hairbrush and talking into the mirror does that also <laughs> or, i don't know yeah, or that's just that. for uh, singing only <laughs> I, I swear you can do anything like as an introvert who emceed before with a crowd of thousand people if you just practice you can do it that's it just practice so i don't know who I don't know if anybody's born to do anything. Maybe they just had better practice as kids. That's it. Hmm. So just when you mentioned as kids and childhood, if I take you back to Dubai, how have you seen Dubai, like, I suppose, Changu and Bali, like grow and change from like what it was to what it is now? Dubai, Dubai, just like every major city, everything is moving, moving fast, it's moving fast. And... Uh, when it's moving fast, sometimes it's overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. So Bali is a nice, relaxing place. And you, sometimes you just want to take a step back. And people here meditate. You know why they meditate? I think like when I was meditating here, because when life is going really fast, we don't know what we're doing. We're just in the train. We're just doing stuff. So people here in Bali, they meditate to take a step back and really think, what am I doing? Like, yeah. And why am I doing this? Would this be part of your daily routine meditation? Or is it kind of maybe when you feel like, shit, I've just been rushing around. There's two weeks after passing. I need to take some time out, zone out, and think about what I'm doing and what I've done. Or would it be part of your daily routine? See, journaling is part of my daily routine, which could be considered yeah, meditating. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very important for you to really ask yourself a lot of whys. Is this important? I'm putting energy to this. Is it important? Will I remember it, thank myself for it 10 years from now? Is this serving me or should I just let it go? Yeah. I mean, for myself and TJ, the, the gym is, is our place for meditation. I go in, I go to flight mode. I, that's where I go to uh, solve a lot of problems in my head. And I just find that's my place to go. And I love it. I, I love mean. it. I've been struggling for past week because of new tattoos, but uh, I, I think for me it's like when you set idle, like not doing something, like which is like uh, we go to gym at five o'clock every day. Now I'm like when he goes to gym, I'm like sitting there. I'm like, what do I do now? Because that was my gym period time, so I don't have any particular mm. thing for it. Now I sit there and think. I'm like, I'll I'll get lost in my thoughts. I'm like, come on, please, God. <laughs> Yeah, those two hours that you get for yourself, priceless. Oh, it's, yeah. Priceless. I mean, the only way I could describe it is if you imagine that, and everybody has been in this situation. Well, maybe not in Dubai. I don't know how often it rains in Dubai, but <laughs> like you're walking down the street, the traffic is rushing past and it's raining. And you get into that doorway to escape the rain and you can see the traffic passing and it's just all the way. I don't know, in a weird way, you kind of feel like when I go to the gym, I'm standing in that doorway. And all the traffic that's passing, the cars, the trucks, the taxis, is nearly like your thoughts. And it's like, this is constantly running, like all the time. But it's nice to take that step back and just say like, right, these thoughts come and go. It's 
Durham is a really happy place because everybody's equal. Nobody cares what you do, yeah. no. how old you are, yeah. your political views, your religion, your social status. You're all just there together, the same, maybe the same purpose, but just spending time and, you know, having fun. Yeah. And especially then when you get to the stage where, like, you really, really, well, I suppose you get to that addicted, addicted stage and you leave your ego outside and then you quickly realize it doesn't matter if this guy is doing a hundred more sit-ups than me like i don't get any benefit from like looking at him and saying like oh i wish i could do that you just go in and you do your own thing leave your ego outside and, and yeah, at some point you don't even worry about the results yeah You're just fun yeah yeah stress relief just fun time for you is, is the gym is the one thing you um which helps your mind whatever like if, if you're struggling through at that point is that thing you go to or you do something else to make your uh, struggles better oh yeah if i'm uh, upset depressed angry you name it i think any physical activity like running or football but something intense where you sweat a lot would can really help you really help you oh 100 agree with that and like you i would always harp on about that to you like like whenever I get too in my head and like overthink about this and you, you, you do have them worries where you're like, okay, right, I, I don't have a job and I don't have this. And it's like, right, this is getting too much. I need to physically move and put myself under some other kind of stress. And then you're focused on that and you're never going to have the same views on the problem when you go and you physically move. Whereas if you sit there and you just sit in your thoughts, it's not going to get any better. For me, it just seems to get worse. But when I go and do some physical movement, I have a different sort of view on that problem. And it could be that, okay, right, we accept that. We'll move on and we'll try and improve on it. And it's, it's a journey to, to get over that problem or whatever it may be, your life struggle. You feel like you get creative ideas when you're working out or training. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That happens because, um, see, creative ideas, like, again, solutions to problems, new ways to look at things. Uh, there's a process to it. And the first step is called the research phase. That's when you start actively researching and thinking, what can I do? But then you need this period of time where you just step out of the thing and do nothing. That's called the incubation period. And that's where subconscious might start, you know, just mixing all those information that you had, process everything that you have, and you really have to let it do its job. Just give it time. That's why we get so many ideas in the shower, because we're doing nothing. So the subconscious mind now is processing ideas and coming up with something new. That's how you get to something really new, really creative. From that point, you just have to write down all the new ideas you get. And then you, the last thing that you'll have to do, you're going to have to test them. Because not every idea is a good idea. You're going to have to test it according to whatever criteria you might have. And then just pick one that's, that's a good solution for you. Yeah, I think that's a good advice for the people. Uh, saying the good advice um could you uh, give any advice for the new upcoming uh, like us like uh, uh, entrepreneurs or like uh, new social media content creators just know your why know your why and make sure you always communicate your why very clearly because it was simon sinek who said People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. So why are you doing this? What is your message? What's your vision? Your, your, what's your philosophy? And 
just communicate that and people will get on board if they have similar worldviews. So always start talking with your why if you want to influence people. That's what he says in the book clearly. Start with why. So these people can relate to you straight away. They're like, okay, I, yeah. I yeah. feel the same or I feel similar to what, what this guy is talking about. And yeah, we, we, we don't buy Teslas. We buy better environment. Yeah. Very valid point, yeah. Fair point. Philosophical problems need solutions. You come up with the solution, people will support your costs. I mean, I know when I was going through like a difficult times, I would go to YouTube and I took a lot of peace, inner peace in knowing that somebody else was maybe going through the same struggle. Was, and then I kind of felt a little bit more at ease where it's like, hey, it's okay. I'm not the only person that has this. I'm not broken. Like, here's a guy that's Tyson Fury, for example. He went through like big time mental struggles. And you do become, I'm not going to say attached, but you can become, he becomes very relatable then where it's like, okay, here's a guy that in society's eyes has everything. He has money, he has the cars, he has whatever you could imagine he can have. But he still has his own problems. And it's kind of like, okay, I'm sitting here in Ireland and I've got my problems. 100%, 100%. So what you're doing here is really great because it tells people that, hey, uh, we're tired of fake perfectionist content. And we're just here telling you that, hey, we might be in a place sometimes where we don't know what we're doing. But we're going to make it through and you're going to make it through. So Mo as a child. This is a question that came up in uh, last week's episode. It was... Uh, a question TJ had asked through a deck of cards that we were playing with yeah. and it was what did I see myself or what would I have loved to have been as a kid when I grew up and I had said a, a professional footballer like a, like most other kids so you as a kid what would your or what was your dream man I just always wanted to be an educator so I wanted to write books where after I die people still read them and that's how I wanted to, that was my idea of legacy. Nice. Because I was shaped up by teachers. I had few teachers who, talk, who told me few sentences because they seeked me out. I was an introvert. I was at the corner of the class, always asleep. And didn't, so most teachers never knew about me. But few names seeked me out and they told me stuff. Like I had this physics teacher who just told me, you're really good at physics. He just said that to me. And maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. But till this very day, if you look at my YouTube, it's all theoretical physics. I'm so good at string theory or whatnot, <laughs> even though I make no money out of it. But I'm so into it just because he told me that one thing one time. It's crazy how like uh, things can have such an influence on your life. Like, yeah. Like from one comment or taking it back, even to that positive comment that you got about the guy's mom praying for you at nighttime. And yes, and that's why I wanted to become an educator. That was my why, because I saw that in that way I can touch the future. If I teach the youth of today, they're going to change the world. They're going to change everything, right? Yeah, we're, we're so glad to know you more. I mean, it's no. Go ahead. Uh, it was nice having you here. It's uh, it's always a pleasure talking to 
unique people and uh, knowing their perspective of the things how they look at and uh, we're trying to implement that if we, if we can implement that in our systems is that how we as persons grow in life i think so it was nice having you here and um, yeah mo it's been an absolute pleasure thank you Thought guys really enjoyed it and thank you I very much it. for taking time out it was amazing well best of luck in thank you all of your new episodes we'll be in touch hey we might have to get some education off you along the lo- along the road <laughs> find me in changu <laughs> Boys and girls, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day. On behalf of myself and TJ, Mo again, we would like to thank you. That's been this week's episode. Catch you next week, guys. Buya kashi.